Chris here. If you're about to listen to this episode, there's a good chance you're about to start a new job. I've made a video on this on my YouTube channel, which will help you get rid of those first day nerves. You can check it out in the podcast notes or on chrismears.uk. On with the episode. Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears, and Carla Lindarte. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good. I've got painful fingers today because I've started learning the guitar and it's shredding my fingers <laughs> like I'm putting them through a cheese grater. <laughs> it does hurt the beginning, but then you get used to it. Yeah, I need to build up like some suits of armor on my little pinky finger or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty painful, but other than that, all good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Just like trying to pass some um, online tests about how much I know about all Google products. Um, and it's really hard. And yeah, I'm just really overwhelmed at the moment and a bit slow. So I apologize if I am a bit slow today. Apology not accepted. <laughs> it's just too much information. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, Google does do lots of information as its kind of core reason for being, doesn't it? So, I know. And yeah, it could get really complicated once you mix up all the products and how you use them and how you measure them, do measurement with them and how you do this and what's the name of this. It's like, oh, God, too much information. But anyway, we're here. And this is fun. Yep. Having lots of fun so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking to you is always so much fun, Chris. All right, so today we're talking about a topic that we've had quite a lot of questions about on the Slack recently, which is people starting their new UX job. They're not necessarily new UXs, but they're starting a new UX job, and they're not really sure how best to spend their first day or their first couple of days or indeed like first couple of months even so we wanted to give you a few tips that have worked for us when we started new jobs and give you a sense of what we think your priority should be when you get there basically Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds an interesting topic I never thought people would be interested in knowing what what to do when you start a new job but it's a good it's a good question isn't it (laughs) Yeah, starting a new job is always pretty stressful, I think. It's a mixture of stress and excitement, usually. And I think a lot of that is just because you don't have an established routine in place. When you've been working at somewhere for three years, you know exactly what train to get, you know what coffee shop you're going to go to, you know what you're going to order, you know exactly how long it's going to take. All that adds up to a sense of comfort, I suppose, and just knowing your purpose a little bit yeah what I fear the most in a new job is the awkwardness of meeting new people (laughs) I don't know why it's just like weird because you don't know you know you who you can trust who can you talk to first I mean big companies would um well not big but any company I think these days they just assign you a buddy which is a good thing because then you have someone you can ask all the stupid questions um, but most of the time you go there and you don't know, you know, lunchtime, what do I do? Do I go with people, etc. I think the people side is what distresses me the most. It's like the prison buddy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was like when you started 
Deloitte when we worked together. What yeah, your first day you was were like. like a bit of a buddy for me, I think, because you were already there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was already there for not that long, actually, like a couple of weeks. And then we sat next to that guy who just farted all the time. <laughs> At the beginning, I thought you were a bit of a douchebag. But then I realized you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've changed your mind again. <laughs> no, well, sometimes I still believe the same. No, 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 I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, you were, um, yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't sure if I, I should talk to you. You looked a bit like angry and grumpy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the farts of that guy, that's what was making you angry, I think. Oh, that guy was so toxic. <laughs> I don't know what he <laughs> what he was eating. <laughs> but it was just us three on the desk, wasn't it? And every time he let one rip, just like looked oh, at each other. Yeah. And perhaps he fainted. It was rough, rough times. Rough times. So that brings us on to the first thing you should do, which is find out where the toilets are. <laughs> <laughs> And when you can get a cup of tea, like a peppermint tea, when you're feeling a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But in all seriousness, like that orientation bit, I think is quite important because once you know where you can go for a wee and you know where you can go for a cup of tea, that gives you a sense of kind of calm, or it does me at least anyway. And you don't have to ask someone to escort you to the toilet, as I've had to do in some places. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's nothing to do with UX. It's just about getting familiar with your surroundings so you can start to, I guess, build up that routine a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And so make sure you have everything you need to do your job as well. Like just go to the stationery cupboard and get some notebooks and post-its and pens and just have them there ready. I, I love doing that. I love going to stationery cupboards anyway. Um, yeah, it's always interesting to see what companies have the best stationery cupboards. Yeah, it is. It is really good. But also like just make sure that you've got, you know, a notebook, a sketchbook, if you're going to be sketching, um, if you got the right tools as well and the right tech. Um, that you need to do your job because you never know like there I don't know for a more like a long-term or permanent job but when I used to consulting and going into places um, as a you know outsourcing or contractor um, you know they want you to start working like from day one they don't give you much breathing space so um, yes, yeah, so you just need to prepare yourself if, if you can beforehand with what you need to do your job properly. Usually working out the laptops and email and all that stuff takes like half the first day anyway. So yeah, obviously it's pretty important to get that sorted out as quickly as you can. Yeah, and request the software as well. So if you're not bringing your own laptop with the software you need, like Sketch or whatever you're going to use for your job, you need to be clear on what you need even before you start so you've got it ready because sometimes that that takes time as well because people, especially if people don't understand UX, um, which I had a lot of clients who didn't really, <laughs> um, it was harder. And obviously because we had a lot of like privacy um, restrictions and legal restrictions, so we had to get new licenses. Um, so that takes time. So just make sure that you... You know, you know that from day one, you have access to the, your tools and you feel comfortable with it. In big organizations, particularly, they might not even have a procurement process mm-hmm. for some of the tools you need if, like you say, UX is a new thing. So that's probably should be top of your agenda just to get all that, at least the ball rolling on some of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. 
Then the other thing I like to do is just, I suppose it's a bit like ethnographic research, observing like the comings and goings of the office as well, just seeing when do people come in, when do they leave, is it pretty casual, do people just sort of wander off and have chats, or is it always meeting rooms, are people just mm. working with their headphones on, all this stuff, it just gives you a bit of information about what the culture of the place is like and gives you a bit of a clue as to how you should interact with people as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something that I experience at Google is that before I joined Google, I thought, you know, everyone is going to be just doing brainstorming around a whiteboard you know, and everyone's going to be talking to each other. And once you actually go into the company, like it's, there is a lot of meeting rooms. There are not many um, collaboration spaces with whiteboards. Um, they are in meeting rooms, but not necessarily like, uh, you know, around you. Um, it's very different to a design studio environment, um, even not just on where I am right now, but also in the product side when you see all the designers. So it's like, it's really interesting, the perception that you have about a company and a culture and something that you could potentially think that is going to be one way throughout the interview process or throughout the process of getting into the company or what you know about the company might be super, super different once you join the company. So, you know, Google is very much about like, everyone working individually, like headphones on, and not much conversation, not saying that they are not sociable. It's just that everyone is doing their own thing. And when they they, they want collaboration, then you go into a meeting room and you book meetings so that's, um, yeah, this for me was a little bit of a shock, but yeah, now I just got used to it. Yeah, it's definitely interesting the places you go into where you think everyone's going to be sticking post-its everywhere, <laughs> like every spare surface they can find. But when you get there, it's actually just typing away on computers, ignoring everyone else, and there's just nothing stuck on the walls. So yeah, that's interesting as a an observation but also an opportunity like Carla says as to how you can potentially influence that culture and ways of working at that company as well yeah definitely remember when we were at Deloitte and um, I joined from Deloitte Australia which was pretty much like a digital agency with lots of post-it notes everywhere and I imagined you came from a similar environment and then we weren't allowed to put anything on the walls remember yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or play any music um, it was really, it was really hard to work in that environment. But luckily, then we changed offices and stuff. But yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, one of my recent gigs, it was the same. They'd just refurbed the office actually, so everyone was a little bit scared to put anything on the walls because <laughs> it used to be a list. Well, it still was a listed building. So when we got there, the product owner was quite keen to just change that. Um, and we just stuck loads of stuff on the walls and the blue tack ruined all the paint. Okay, well, that's like damaging property. Yeah, I mean, something that I like doing as well is looking at, especially if you join as a UX designer or a visual, even to a visual designer, just look at all the work that's been done. Um, get access, like if you kind of like join in to be part of a team of designers that already been working on something, um, that in that scenario, try and get as much as possible access to the assets that have been developed. Um, that's yep. what I did when I joined um, Sapient and our client. Like we had a big team in the client side, and then I just got I requested access to every single invasion file. Uh, so just to have a look at what's been done. Um, 
on my own and just I just took lots of notes and then I started booking meetings with individual people to try to understand you know what what was this work that's been done the why behind it and just get a, an overview of how, how what's been done so far I mean something that I didn't do even though I, I thought sometimes well this looks a bit funny or I don't like this or you know I would do this differently is to just be very vocal about it I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that um, it's better just to listen in and just find um, yourself you know more like a listener than just trying to disrupt with you know critical comments or things that are not going to add much value and just because you feel that you have to kind of you know bring value from day one doesn't mean that you have to come and try and change things completely or criticize the work that's being done uh, very harshly so just just use time to get yourself comfortable and build the relationships with the people you're going to work with and then that's going to help you shape things in the way you want to shape them if you want to change something that's a really key point actually is going in there on day one and wanting to prove yourself on that first day is usually a recipe for disaster i've worked with so many people who it has to be said contractors a lot of the time they've come in they want to just prove they're so awesome on day one they piss everyone off kind of say this is rubbish this is shit yeah and it just does not get the relationship off to a good start and obviously on day one you're not going to have all the background to everything that's gone on so yeah, just be wary of that. Um, it's the imposter syndrome at play sometimes. You just want to get in there and make them realize that it was a really good idea they hired you, but you don't need to change the world on day one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had a lot of contractors um, coming in when I was at Sapient that either did that, what you said, or they kind of went off and redid lots of stuff in a few days so like let's say I just found this prototype and I just redid the whole thing it's like why (laughs) what like that for example it could be like you know that's an old version you know we're not going with that idea or you know it's like they're trying to just find the value and understand why you would do it but rather than using the time to try very hard to come up with a new idea something different just use the time to get to know your team um, and talk to lots of people. And even though, like, personally, it hurts a little bit when I use the word networking, but you do need to build your network. You need to go and talk to, you know, all different people in your team, whether it's a big team or a small team, have coffees with them, you know, try to have a chat, uh, informal chats if, if it's possible, um, depending on the culture of each company, but just trying to build that network first. And try to understand the priorities of the team and not your individual priorities that sometimes could be the same, but sometimes could be different. Yeah. And one other thing that I find is quite important to understand is the hierarchy of the organization. Mm -hmm. So you work some places and, for example, the marketing department is a bit of an afterthought, but in other companies, they can be the lead driver of everything the business does. So your prison buddy can probably help you with this a little bit, but it's really important to just get a sense of the lay of the land and what departments or groups of people are really driving the agenda. And you really need to figure that out to understand who your key stakeholders are and who you need to involve in conversations, who you need to potentially influence their thinking a little bit. So that's a really key part of what I do when I start a new job. 
Definitely. I mean, that brings a very interesting point, which is like, just know your place. And what I mean with this is not necessarily from a kind of hierarchical perspective, but know your place in the sense that know who you be reporting to or, you know, who would be your, you know, the the person who's going to help you navigate the organization. I've, I've been in situations where, a new a new joiner or contractor you know very confident person would come and try to you know try to go over you know the the more senior people or go over the product manager or the you know the creative directors and and try to you know try to try to push their ideas um without getting the right people involved which I'm not a hierarchical person, but if you're a team player, you should be bringing everyone along rather than trying to, you know, uh, avoid certain steps to push your ideas. Um, I was recently in a talk actually of um, as the author of a book called um, The First 90 Days. Um, the guy's called Michael D. Watkins. It's actually a very interesting book. And the guy came to Google to talk about... Um, his experience and why he wrote this book and it's basically like um it's for um management but it could could be a bit for everyone it's like um he talks about this case study of someone who came and tried to do what i've just said like you know in ignoring there were like certain layers and certain um you know hierarchies hierarchies in the organization and trying to push his ideas first rather than using this first 90 days to really go into the understanding the organizational culture and understanding who are the key players and the people who be you want on your side if you want to be successful um rather than like using all that energy to really push for for your way of thinking is like just just wait a minute and and try to use a more a a more um a smarter strategy for that so uh, that book i really recommend um it gives you it's it's not for ux designers or designers of it's for everyone how you use and he's got some techniques how you use your first 90 days to really be successful at your job I've seen it happen a lot of times actually where sometimes it's been me in the past i haven't understood who the key players are in the organization spent a lot of time doing work only to find out someone's had a talk with someone else and they want to go in a completely different direction so I think it's really important to understand who you need to connect with and like I say bring them on the journey Mm -hmm. with you make sure that you're gathering their opinion because otherwise you're going to waste a lot of time doing stuff that's just going to get stamped on by someone else yeah definitely I mean it doesn't mean that you don't want to bring in your own way of working and your point of view as you said before you can find opportunities to change at least the way you do things um and just come up with ideas you know like just bring lots of ideas new ideas you still have the excuse that you're new and you just come up with an idea of something that that worked in the past that is really really powerful like if you if you want to push, that's something I use a lot. But I don't know if it's a good thing, but it works for me. Is that if I want to implement something, or I want to change something, or I want to bring an an idea of to change a process or a way of working or whatever, I normally use examples of things that happened in the past 
like reference of you know in my previous job we did this this and that it might work for this particular problem um it just brings it to life and you can be more tangible about what you you're you're suggesting and it's not bragging it's actually based on your own experience so or something not just something that you read in a book uh, just kind of refer back to your previous experience um even if it's university experience it doesn't matter but just like try to make it a bit more real when you bring a new idea if, if you want to change something not just because you feel like doing something new it's something that you've tried in the past it's works you could see it being effective in that organization and that's the way to get people more interested in trying out your idea and also just be open as well to to do things differently you know i i actually that's been one of my biggest learning um learnings since I've been at Google is like not everything should be done in the way I used to do it. You know, there are other ways and you know, the more you resist to that, the harder it is going to be for you. So if you join and you realize that, you know, there is a way of working that you've never tried before and you might not agree a hundred percent on it, like don't just reject it from the beginning because that's just going to cause more pain to you just try it um, and, and if you can try to influence the way you know things are going but if not just just go with it you know it's not there's no harm and if anything it's just going to bring new knowledge and new experience for you uh, for the future jobs or even for as you grow within the same company yeah and I think some things they might not work in one company but in other companies they do work for some reason and vice yeah. versa as well so yeah, you shouldn't be completely closed off to the idea of trying something again in a different place. And the makeup of the people and the way the organization works can have a big impact on whether that particular technique or way of working is actually effective or not. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can't really change the culture of an organization, especially if you're talking about big organization. Um, it's really hard to change that culture because it's been years and years to you know people working the same way. Um, you should worry about that, you know, kind of 1% of people around you and try to make your life easier where you are. Um, but, you know, you can't really change, you know, something that, is ha- that has happened for a very long time. Um, that's something I've learned at Google. Like, I can't really change the way people work. I just make sure that when I do things, I do it in the way I feel more comfortable with. But, you know, not necessarily trying to change everyone. So the last point I wanted to cover, and this sometimes either doesn't exist or can take a long time to get to the bottom of, which is understanding the business strategy. So what I mean by that is what is the business as a whole trying to work towards? Because what you very often get is different departments like the design department or the marketing department, they've all got different understandings of what they're trying to work towards. And very often it's their own goals. But you need to understand what the business as a whole is working towards in order for you to sort of spend your time in the best possible way and understand how you can direct your work towards that greater goal. And in some cases, help other people work towards that goal as well. And like I say, this can be very obscure what the strategy actually is, and it involves a lot of conversations. Sometimes the strategy is still in progress. But yeah, if you don't understand what the business is trying to accomplish, then you can go off and accomplish your own UX goals completely in isolation, and it's not going to be what helps the business ultimately. Definitely. I mean, the politics as well, and especially 
for big organizations, you could find, for example, different kind of KPIs, different strategies according to who you talk to sometimes. So it's hard. It's harder when, you know, it's a big company and there's lots of different interests from different senior people. Um, but you you have to try and find at least the KPIs and objectives and, as you said, the strategy of the area where you're in um, just to make sure that whatever you're doing is really going to have an impact on the final objectives. Uh, Because, as you said, and as I said before, like some people just come in and just try to work out a completely new thing or a completely new objective, but it's not necessarily what the organization is trying to do. So definitely that, that is... That is the hardest one, as you said, because it involves a lot of like navigating through politics, which is painful. Um, but you got to do it if you want to be successful. You don't have to do all this in your first eight hours at work. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that would be a bit mental. Um, but as long as you kind of understand the lay of the land, you get everything you need to do your job set up initially. Establish that routine. I definitely believe that once you know where everything is and what you're doing and who everyone is, that definitely puts you in a good place to deliver on why you were going to that organization in the first place. Definitely. And I would say the last thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, don't come and try and change things. Just come and ask lots of questions and don't be afraid to ask them because you are in the best, especially the first couple of weeks, you're the best you know, kind of set up to ask any question and not, and I know it's a bit of cliche, but like there's no such a thing as a stupid question. You can ask, you know, from where the toilets are to, you know, who is these people? Who are these people? Sorry. How is the organization? Um, What is the org chart? You know, who is who? That is super important because then I'm really shit as well about remembering names. So if you've got like a print off of the, you know, who is who, just that helps you. You know, next time you see someone, you know who they are and that just kind of like people will remember you more. So yeah, just ask lots of questions and just meet the right people and yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah, and you can play the newbie card yeah. in those first couple of weeks so people will answer your questions and not just think you're an annoying little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still play the newbie card in Google. Imagine that. <laughs> that they say well, it's so massive, right? You can yeah. pretend to be a newbie to practically everyone. They say you're a Nugula, which is a new Googler, for about a year and a half. You can actually call yourself wow. a Nugula. Well, officially a year. But, you know, unofficially people say, like, you know, it's still two years and I still don't understand <laughs> the complexity of these companies. So it all depends on where you are, but they play your newbie card and ask lots of questions. And have they got people enforcing that rule? It's actually it's actually a good thing because when you join, they say to you, like, you're a nuclear, don't, we don't expect you to do anything in just in your first six months to add any value just use the time to understand how this world works um and then after the six months just don't put too much pressure on you because it's really hard and it is hard because then obviously you have lots of people doing um lots of work and lots of products and lots of things so 
you don't have to put a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, I'm not saying every company is the same, but, you know, big companies like this allow you to, you know, take more time to actually go through that process. Because it could, as I said, like, that's something that I learned. I used to be, I, I was used to just getting on a project and expected to add value from day one, right? And, and just pick up things very quickly. When you go into more uh, of a complex environment, the expectation isn't the same and you have to adapt to that. Okay, so if you've got a new job, don't stress out. Take your time, understand the organization, understand the people you're working with, understand what they're trying to achieve and you should be fine. Yeah. All right, see you next time then. See you next time. Adios. Search and subscribe to Design Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at designuntangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.